0: Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. Two weeks ago, I talked about employees operating different types of forklifts, and that employees need to be trained and evaluated on each type. What constitutes a forklift type? Well, in my opinion, that isn't clear in the OSHA regulations. In a 1999 letter of interpretation, OSHA says that differences in brand or rate of capacity may not constitute a different type of truck. It's more about operating differences and if there is a significant difference between forklifts. If there's a significant difference, then employees need to be trained and evaluated on the different powered industrial trucks they will operate. In a separate 1999 letter of interpretation, OSHA states that a sit down counterbalance truck is a different type of truck than an operator up counterbalance truck. Logic that is consistent with ANSI. Or the American National Standards Institute standard B56.1. ANSI B56.1, the consensus safety standard for low and high lift trucks, identifies several broad types of forklifts. Some categories include motorized pallet trucks, counterbalance trucks, low or high lift rider trucks, low or high lift order pickers, narrow aisle trucks, and side load trucks. If you have more than one of these types of forklifts in your facility, employees need to be trained and evaluated on the specific type or types of trucks they will be operating because the safety hazards can be different. In one case, I've seen significant difference in controls between the same model of truck from the same manufacturer. On one model of order picker, the controls can be configured so turning the control clockwise makes the vehicle move right or left. Can you imagine having two of the same lift trucks in your facility and the steering controls can be completely opposite from each other? In these situations, It is important to make sure that you have consistency in how your vehicles operate, but to also make sure the training covers these operational differences because the forklift may be configured differently than what the operator anticipates, especially if the employee came from an organization that had a forklift configured in the alternative fashion. One of the most common questions I get about forklift training is who can perform the employee training and evaluation. Again, OSHA doesn't say in the regulation. In a 2003 letter of interpretation, OSHA states that, quote, A trainer must have the knowledge, training, and experience to train others how to safely operate the powered industrial truck in the employer's workplace. In general, the trainer will only have sufficient experience if he has the practical skills and judgment to be able himself to operate the equipment safely under the conditions prevailing in the employer's workplace. For example, if the employer uses certain truck attachments and the trainer has never operated a truck with those attachments, the trainer would not have the experience necessary to train and evaluate others adequately on the safe use of those attachments. However, the standard does not require that the trainer operate a powered industrial truck regularly, in other words, outside of their operator training duties, as part of their job function or responsibility, end quote. That's a lot of words that do not really lead to a clear answer. What OSHA is trying to say is that each organization needs to determine the knowledge, skills, and expertise needed to operate a forklift safely in its organization. You must consider the skills and expertise that are appropriate for your physical work environment and its hazards and the type or types of trucks that you have. If you have multiple types of forklifts and attachments, you may find that you don't have one employee who is skilled at operating each type of truck, so you may need to have multiple trainers. You may have one person who conduct a classroom or knowledge portion of the training and can operate one type of truck, and you have another trainer provide the hands-on training for the other type of forklift. If you find that you don't have a person who can train, there are vendors who will provide a Train the Trainer course. However, make sure you review the vendor's training program and the content and type of training provided. Often, the training programs focus on the classroom knowledge and not on the specific skills and hands-on training needed for the types of forklifts and attachments you may have. You don't want to pay good money for training that doesn't meet your needs. Make sure the training vendor will cover the types of forklifts and attachments that your organization has. Following this podcast, if you have a forklift in your organization, please make sure employees are provided with the training specific to your workplace and the types of forklifts you have and any attachments that are utilized. Then consider the trainer or trainers you are using to complete your forklift training. While OSHA puts the burden on employers to find the right trainer for their organizations, I have never seen OSHA give a citation to an employer for picking a trainer that does not have the necessary knowledge or skill. I'm not saying it doesn't or couldn't happen, it's just that it's more likely that an organization didn't provide any training at all, failed to evaluate the trainee's performance, or failed to document the training and evaluation. The lack of training, evaluation, and documentation are the second most common forklift OSHA violation issues followed behind unsafe operation. So let's ensure employees are trained and evaluated by a qualified. I hope trainer you enjoyed this podcast you next documentation. Week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace.